Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Revolution is televised. A little afternoon flavor for y'all. It is episode 140 of TRN Unplugged. I am your host, Jesse Velasquez. Normally, we're hiding behind a Patreon wall. However, today, I got permission from the boss above. We are taking this live to the stream on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. So, shout out to everybody out there. I have a repeat offender. This is the first pro wrestler that I ever interviewed. Back in October of 2020, near the height of the pandemic, hit on a lot of major things. All that being said, let's introduce him right now. The reality of wrestling, heavyweight champion, and the Inspire Pro, undefinable champion. This is Will Alday, and he is drive-in. How are you, good sir? Hey, Jesse. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me back on. You know, I hope you don't mind... uh little road trip action i'm on the way to a show for 360 pro so i gotta get there and get going but i figured what better way to kill the time than talk to you let me tell you this will this is a brilliant segue because we talked just a touch about this p or excuse me tr and listeners out there are very familiar with world-class championship wrestling we covered it the week after the iron claw dropped and i just learned from you moments ago that you are going to be trying to acquire a piece of world-class championship wrestling history. Please go into that. Yeah, yeah. So this promotion that um, is bringing me in, they're called 360 Pro Wrestling. They're a championship wrestling promotion in Central Texas. Uh, they're trying to become, you know, what world-class championship wrestling was. There was a promotion previously called SWE that was trying to attain that status and this is picking up where that left off. So they've acquired the rights to the original Texas heavyweight championship with guys like Buddy Rogers and Lutez and Kerry Von Eric, who've all held the Texas heavyweight championship. And I will be the, uh, you know, one of the guys to fight for the inaugural Texas heavyweight championship um, in this new promotion. So, you know, I, I think uh, what better way to put my name down in the history books of Texas wrestling than to go after the Texas Heavyweight Championship. The lineage with Texas wrestling is unbelievable. And I mean, it didn't necessarily start with Fritz Von Erich when he made the move from New Jersey back to Texas. But I mean, a lot of the origin stems from the world-class days. And you have a you have kind of a tie-in there as well. But before we get into that, like how just you, after what you just spoke through, like what are you feeling at, at this exact moment going into the weekend? Excitement. You know, uh, I've won championships all over the country. But, you know, to put my name down in history like this, this, this is pretty special. You know, um, a lot of guys in the industry in the professional wrestling industry, and then a lot of fans around know how big of a deal this is. So, you know, it, I have a lot of Texas pride, you know, uh, as a lot of Texans do. 
And so this is something that I can really hang my hat on, you know, if nothing else. I could say that I competed and hopefully this weekend uh, won the Texas Heavyweight Championship. I mean, you named three of the largest names in the entire industry. So if I recall going into my 1982 history correctly from that perspective is that at one time it was the world-class television championship and it eventually transitioned into the world-class Texas championship. And I believe that that transition took place in somewhere around July. And this was right at the height, right before the the Freebirds came in into the promotion in 1983 as some of the hottest television in the history of, of, of pro wrestling. So for you to be potentially amongst all of these names, like what, what would that do for you? I think it would just elevate me a little bit, you know, it would give me a a leg up on peers. Um, it, it would, put my name out there in front of new people, it would, uh, it'd give me a little more exposure. And, you know, in professional wrestling, uh, a lot of times it's about how good you are, but then a lot of times it's about, you know, how big your name is, uh, who are you in front of, you know, you can be the best wrestler in the world in front of the people that then that doesn't matter. And so this is just something, a li- another little notch on my belt that will help to put me in front of the people, the right people to hopefully get a full-time contract with WWE or AEW which you have been in both promotions just for a brief take. Let's actually touch on AEW because you were there during the pandemic. This was a few months after you and I had spoken and experienced with with Jacksonville, Florida and quite a few dark tapings, but also a dynamite showing. Just kind of dipping your toe into that television water because I know your background with reality of wrestling that you're able, you get to film in front of a studio a couple of times a month. Like what what, uh, did you feel like you were primed for this? Yeah, absolutely. I did. You know, um, that was, uh, I want to say March, April of 21 when I started with doing stuff with AEW and I was there for maybe like, uh, eight or nine tapings and had a, a great run there. Um, I, you know, and earlier in my career, I had done stuff with WWE as well. And so both of those transitions there from reality of wrestling were seamless because Booker T who is the uh, owner of reality or wrestling two-time hall of famer if you guys didn't know uh five-time sucker uh he uh he primes his top guys for for that exact spot and so everything that we do at reality or wrestling um which i am the heavyweight champion of by the way um Mm -hmm. he he gets us he gets us ready he gets his tv ready um to where if we do get a phone call we're ready to go that day so you know it, it was it was great to have the opportunity, but I was ready for it. You know, he always says one of his best forms of advice is uh, the best form of preparation or best form of luck is preparation. And that couldn't be any more true for my experiences there with all elite wrestling or world wrestling entertainment. And they were flying guys in quite a bit during the pandemic, specifically for the Cody Rhodes TNT championship challenge, where you saw people like Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, get contract opportunities as well so just that exposure and being able to make that big of a difference on that level is is, it's huge and yeah maybe maybe this championship that you're going to try to or actually you are going to acquire this weekend is going to maybe put you up there yeah yeah that that's the goal man you know the goal is always uh to take a step forward one day at a time you know you you can't can't take giant leaps all the time you got to just be consistent in your way forward same thing with you guys in fitness you know you, you don't build 
you don't build a body um, that's, you know, made out of gold in one day. You got to take little steps forward every single day. And that's what I'm doing. The foundation definitely starts at the very beginning and just inching your way, just rung by rung, acquiring the knowledge and again, getting yourself in front of the right people, which is super important here. So let's actually talk about the Texas wrestling scene because again, we were in the midst of the pandemic when you and I spoke, how lively is it or has it been since we'll go the last year since early 2023? Man, it's, it's been great. You know, um, it's, it's had some exciting things being done to it. You know, Booker has kind of taken, the bull by the horns in the realm of Houston wrestling. He's He's got a little chip on his shoulder because there have been so many Houston promotions popping up. And, you know, we run Houston. We, we run the town, the surrounding area. And, you know, we don't like anybody to take food off of our plate. And so it's a little more chippy now than it has ever been because there's a lot of competition. You know, we want to blow those other shows out of the water and show that there's no other show in town that you want to pay your money to come see. So that's where we are within the realm of the Houston area. Um, and, and, you know, I could say that goes for Texas as a whole, but, you know, Texas has been thriving since a pandemic. I, I think it's a hotbed, you know, like I said in our first interview, it was, and it definitely still is now. You have Inspire Pro in Austin that's doing great, VIP in Dallas. Um, you have Texas Wrestling Cartel in Corpus Christi. You got promotions, big promotions that are streamed nationally and some globally in this state. And so I really don't think that there's a state that can compete with the level of talent that we have. You know, there are some other great promotions that are out there that may be a little bigger, but the amount of talent that we have um, on a consistent basis is bar none. You know, we got a lot of great guys and gals that are trained the right way and know how to work the right way. And, you know, we'll give you a fight every single time that they're in the squared circle. And so, you know, I'd put Texas wrestling up against anybody, just like I've said for the past few years, nothing's changed, Jesse. Think about this as well, Will. I mean, a lot of people probably associate Dallas being the largest market in the state of Texas. And Houston, if I recall, is the fourth most populated city in the United States. Yeah, it is. Oscillates back and forth um, with Chicago for that number three spot. Um, and, and, you know, with everybody moving here nowadays, um, you know, I wish you guys wouldn't, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, there's so many people moving into Texas that it's just growing and growing every single month, you know? Um, so I, I'm hoping it gets the credit that it deserves because it really should for its sports teams, for its restaurants, for its culture, for its diversity, for, for everything. You know, I travel the world, I travel all over the nation as well. And I love going to visit other places, but there's no other place that I want to live than Houston, Texas. And again, with that market, the exposure, I mean, that's, that's ginormous. I mean, everybody does think of Chicago maybe as that city in the United States and NYC also, I think just with the raucous crowds, Philly is up there too, but Houston just lies right along with those names. It does. You got the Houston Astros, you got the Texans who went on a hell of a run. Um, you know, you have a lot of great sports teams that people get behind, you know, Houston's a sports town and it doesn't get the credit for that because it's just not on one of the coasts. You know, that's where you get a lot of the attention is East coast, West coast. Um, but I, I tell you what, if you, see, if you guys see it for your eyes, if you guys are here in person, you'll, you'll really feel the energy. It's something special here. 
And that's again that that's huge. Hopefully, hopefully the exposure does come. But you have such a, a large name that's in that's in the front of your promotion. Actually, I'm gonna skip to that yeah. right now. You've yeah. actually been doing segments with Booker T over the last, I believe, three to six months. What has that done for your confidence level? And what have you learned working with him directly during these segments? I think being in there with a guy of that caliber, um, you know, you you got to sink or swim. He's not going to give you an inch when he's in there. He, he's going he's gonna to force you to come up to his level. And, you know, I, I think every time I've been in there, I've done that and I've surpassed his expectations. And, you know, the fans just crave more because they want to see one of their hometown guys, especially in Houston, um, get up to that level. And so, you know, I've taken that buzz everywhere I've gone. You know, in the past month, I've done shows in Memphis, Chicago, um, Los Angeles, Florida. And so wherever I go, I'm bringing that energy. I'm bringing that buzz with me. And I, I really couldn't do that without Booker, obviously, because he's just a hell of a talent, hell of a name. And he's taught me a lot of lessons. But, you know, it's it's time uh, it's time I, you know, spread my wings and I fly. And I can only do that by, you know, moving on and, you know, tackling the the, the boss in front of me. And that was Booker T. And, you know, sometimes – him and I disagree, so sometimes I gotta give him a little autograph, which is what I call when I put my boot right upside his chin. And uh, he's tasted it a couple times, you know. And, and apparently, he likes to taste because he keeps asking for more. <laughs> and think about this too: there is a quote from him that says he can give you a five-star match with anybody. How how does that feel? Him saying that yeah when, when he said that about me um it makes me feel great you know it, it makes me feel great because it's validation it's affirmation for all the hard work that i put in it's it's validation for like all the long nights in the gym all the long drives all the like betting on yourself you know i i gotta buy a flight here just to prove myself at this one promotion so they see me as an investment and they're willing to put money behind me to bring me in and pay me and pay for my stuff so i can make that company money. You know, at the end of the day, um, professional wrestling is about dollar bills. That's, that's what we do this for. A lot of people do it for accolades and, you know, fame or what have you. But at the end of the day, it's about feeding your family. It's about putting plate on or food on your family's plate. And so it, it has allowed me to do that in the past few years. And I'm grateful, but it's not luck. It's not something that, uh, you know, I deserve. It's something that I feel like I've earned. And, you know, I'm getting to that spot now where, uh, you know, I finally feel, you know, like I'm getting to the place where I need to be. I really like where this is going. So I'm going to go just a hair off topic. You just mentioned putting food on your family's plate and, of course, just getting that paycheck and stabilizing your career. There right. really isn't much of that these days in a pro wrestling setting, like we, again, at Top Rope Nation here, we preach classic wrestling. Lots of seven, like early 80s, mid 80s, where that's what it was all about. Championships and cash. Big reason why Ric Flair is considered to be one of the greatest of all time, because the character was, it was real. And it's still yeah. an extension of himself to this day. So my question to you is, do you feel that you have been kind of restoring that, like within your character, and do you feel that there's there shit that there is a lot of it going on in the Texas promotions that you're a part of? No, I don't feel like there is a lot 
and we have lost Will. So in the meantime, here is what I am going to do, folks. I'm going to pivot just a touch while we get Will back on the air. And if you have a question for the show today when he pops back on, send a super chat. We're going to get them into the closing segment. That's key right here, folks. Subscribe to the channel while you're here as well. That's Top Rope Nation. Join our Facebook discussion group. A lot of you that are here are are tremendous supporters. We thank you so much for that content. And of course, yeah. Can you hear me, Jesse? Subscribe. I absolutely can, Will. I'm going to finish one more thing and then we're going to go. I want to thank our patron supporters as well. So thank you so much down there. It is a seven-day free trial for you to check out Top Rope Nation on patreon.com slash Nation. The wonderful patrons are running down below. And I'm going to let that scroll. Will, we're going to go back to that exact same question I just <laughs> asked you in terms of the realism with the characters in pro wrestling these days, specifically with you and then others that, that, uh, that you work with directly. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, my, my phone had a little confuffle. But, yeah, there. I don't think there's enough of that in wrestling. You know, I, I think a lot of people like to do it just for the sake of doing it. And, and that is all fine and well. But I'm trying to do this to get to that top level, that elite level. And I feel like me bringing that to the forefront um, can resonate with some people, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all trying to to do a job to put food on our family's tables. This just so happens to be my profession in the way that I move forward in that way. And, and, you know, I'm very grateful and blessed that it's something that I very much enjoy and that I'm very good at. And so, you know, I want to bring that realism, that reality to the forefront because I just feel like that can touch a lot of people, you know, and and doing it the right way, not taking shortcuts, you know, busting your butt to get where you want to earn the money that, you can to help provide for your family, not just today, but tomorrow and the next day. And so I think if people can really delve into something and emotionally like attach themselves to issues like that or people like that, I, I feel like that's where we can help wrestling get back to where it needs to be to help it grow because there needs to be realism in, in this. And there's nothing more real than taking care of your family. I'll throw a huge example in there right now. This podcast here is a huge fan of Eddie Kingston. There isn't much more real in terms of a a professional wrestling character out there than Eddie Kingston. And it's authentic and people resonate with it. So I I think that you're right. It's super important that there is the marriage of the, the, the drawing of the characters, but also the real life factor. So you can get that sympathy to get those reactions. So... You're yep. doing your part is what it sounds like. Yeah, you, ha- you have to. You have to do something that's going to let allow, excuse me, allow people to emotionally invest. And, you know, there's so many different ways you can do that. I just think this is my avenue because it's something that I also am emotionally invested into, you know, and, and that's the best way to get through to people. I always say this to people when they ask me advice, like, or when they ask me for like, you know, one single piece of advice, it's, it's believe in what you're doing, you know, like when you're in there, just like an actor, if he, if he doesn't believe what he's doing, then how is somebody watching him going to believe that? And, and that's how I feel that professional wrestling needs to be. And it and should be, it should be your real life personality, your real life persona 
you know, maybe, maybe with a little bit of salt and pepper, maybe with a little bit of um, the volume turned up, like they, like they say, but, but it's so true. It's so real because like, if you can really put yourself in the shoes of who you're trying to portray, then that message comes across a lot stronger and it helps people gravitate towards you a lot easier and a lot more often. 100% 100% could not have said that better myself. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I've got a couple of talking points here. We have our fearless leader who dropped a YouTube comment in there. Comment here, Ryan Drosty saying, can't think of a better way to spend my prep period at school than listening to this phenomenal host and a rising star in the world of pro wrestling. Oh, awesome, man. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Lastly, for, for, for comedic purposes, of course, Tim Jensen. This isn't where I parked my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Over the last three years... What has changed for you? Like, how much have you transformed from your career in the ring and outside of the ring as well? Well, I tell you what, um, you know, I, I've, uh, I'm getting married here in like a month and a half. Um, you know, I'm, now I'm adding somebody else, uh, like, to feed, right? Let, let's go back to that metaphor. There's another plate to put food onto. So, you know, that puts things into perspective for me. I'm not just looking after myself. I'm not just, you know, taking care of one person. I'm taking care of two people, maybe, you know, in the future, three or four. So, you know, what that means to me and what that means to most people doing a job is you got to make more money. You know, you, you got to go forward. You got to work harder and you got to be more successful. You got to grow, you know, and, and not just grow financially, too, but emotionally and um, spiritually. And I think that's what I've been doing the past few years. And then on top of that, when it comes down to the actual profession of professional wrestling, um, you know, I I'm starting to get to more towns too. I'm starting to get in front of more people. And so that just means again, more exposure. That means another paycheck. That means more championships. That means more chances at moving up the ladder and, you know, the grind doesn't stop. Uh, and it never will, even when I am at the top, you know, it's just going to get harder to try to stay at the top. You don't want to go down, you know? So, you know, those, those are a few of the things that are put into perspective to me the past couple of years. Uh, it's just life, you know, life happens and, you know, you deal with it, you adjust to it and you do the best you can with it. And the best that I can do with it is trying to be the most successful version of myself while also, you know, um, following the, word of God and, you know, making my family proud. That's what's most important at the end of the day. The money, this is a huge line I hear all the time. The money's in the chase and people are chasing you. Yeah. Especially specifically in the reality of wrestling world where you've been champion multiple times in that promotion over the last three years. 
I mean, amongst your peers and yourself, I mean, are, do you feel like you are the most talked about performer and do you feel that you've evolved since then? Because again, people are chasing you. There's no more involvement in you, ch- in you chasing something except for, of course, this weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So when it comes to the realm of reality or wrestling, um, where I am the champion, I am the top dog. And, you know, Booker said it himself. He goes, you're the man. You're the man again. Um, you know, that, that, makes, that makes me feel good. But it, but it also puts that into perspective for me to your right. The chase is over for me, but that means that I have to make people want to see me defend the spell. I have to make people want to see me, you know, vanquish this, this villain or this opponent. And so, you know, we're, we're constantly doing work to, to entertain and to enthrall and to bring people in to want to see the, these issues get resolved, uh, albeit, um, you know, physically and violently, um, you know, sometimes that's how things need to be done, you know, hopefully not, but if, you know, there's an issue that just can't be resolved and you're in the business of fighting, you know, a fight we'll have. What's it like? Cause I mean, in, and specifically in the major promotions, there are a ton of heel champions and a lot of people yeah. want to see the babyface get their upcomings. And you get to flip the script, and the babyface is the one that's getting chased. What's that like? Well, I'll tell you what it's like. It's um, it's an honor, is what it is. Because you're right, there aren't a ton of um, champions that are adored. And, you know, it, it does make you feel good. It makes you feel good that you have a support system of people around you rooting for you, cheering for you, giving you that support, that energy, that adrenaline to get over that hump, to make that last, um, you know, to put that last burst of energy out there to try to get the job done. So, you know, long story short, it's it's really nice to have people there backing you, chanting your name, you know, support. I, I think in my life community is the biggest thing to me and you know whether that's family friends fans you know words of encouragement it all counts you know all all of that is very important to me and you know as the champion i'm leading from the front and that means that i am a role model of some sort you know to some people and and i take that as a badge of honor you know i didn't think that i'd be getting into this profession uh to do something like that or to be that type of person. But I'd say that above all, you know, above everything else, that's, that's where I take the most, uh, the most honor is being able to like be a role model for these kids that just want to cheer for you and they love you and they adore you no matter what. And so I want to do right by them um, and, you know, just do the right thing and do things the right way. That's that's an absolutely tremendous outlook. That's exactly the way that you should look at it at the sure. end of the day. It's a brilliant segue. I'm going to quickly go for one more comment because this is kind of an yeah. important question here. Will there be any pro wrestling theme music played at any point to your, during your wedding day? <laughs> that's a question that's been asked multiple times. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've had a handful of people say I should use my uh, entrance music when I walk out there. And I, I'm deliberating. I'm deliberating because I don't want to be cheesy, but also I think it'd be pretty fun to do it that way. So I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I almost think that you have to. 
Just one. I tell you what, but my little cake topper is going to be me in a little purple jacket with lightning on it. I'll tell you that. Hey, you're going to get your way somehow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That'll be my one win of the day. Well, I also win a beautiful lady. So, you know, that's what's most important at the end of the day. But but yeah, there'll be one little purple jacket on top of that cake. So that'll be my uh, that'll be my wrestling presence there at the wedding. Oh, that's that's just perfect. I guess before I go into the Iron Claw stuff, I do want to talk about the the Houston community because you mentioned just being a representation for the children as well as the people that support you there. Describe that Houston community, the reality of wrestling community and the people that do support you. They're great. You know, like we only do a taping once a month. So, you know, I only see them once a month um, that I'm off on the road traveling again. But when I'm there, you know, I have people that, are genuinely happy. it's like i have another set of family there because i've been there for six years um and they're just consistently like good to me they're consistently gracious they're consistently you know warm and good-hearted and so it, it does it does make me uh it does make me smile it you know puts a tear in my eye sometimes when i get to see some of these people who, who pay their hard earned money just to go, just to go say hello, just to go like be entertained and, you know, have fun with their favorites and, you know, the guys that they've been cheering for for the past few years. I think that's something very special and very cool. Um, you know, it, it, I would, I would almost um, make a parallel with like a, uh, like high school football, you know, in your community, in your little, in your little town. You know, not that not that Houston's a little town, but uh, you know, you go to watch you go to watch the team every week. You go to watch them once a week, and you go cheer for them. You know, win or lose, you're there supporting them, and you're there like being behind them, trying to give them that little burst of energy. And you know, it, it's something that I grew up with playing football in Texas, and it just kind of translated pretty easily uh, with that sort of support. So. It's something that I don't take for granted. I'll tell you that. It's something that I cherish very much. Yeah, your head and your heart are definitely in the right place. There's zero question about that. So you talked about, again, being the baby face, leading from the front. And this is going to tie in with your Iron Claw experience. You were in the movie, number one. Kind of describe your, not your relationship with the Von Erics, but kind of your, your tie-ins, your knowledge of them pre-movie and post-movie. Well, so you always hear the horror stories, right? When it comes to something like that, a lot of people like to talk about the shock and the negative um, about stories like that. Uh, But also being from Texas, I knew a little bit more about the lineage, about the family, uh, about the tragedy, but, uh, you know, also about the love and the passion that they had for the business. And, you know, I had been on a couple shows with the, like, the younger kids of the Von Erics. I think it's um, Kevin's sons marshall and ross um and you know they're good-hearted guys i know that kevin goes to some things in texas when he is back in texas um so you know i i didn't know them personally but i knew that they were of good hearts and good minds and i knew that there was a lot of um, passion for the business from them and then a lot of the people in texas especially up in that Dallas area, they have, they still to this day have a lot of passion for the Von Eric family. You know, um, it, it's actually pretty astounding. It, it goes back to that 
small town community. And we have lost him once again. Real quick, let's go over a couple of notes. This is not my first rodeo, especially in Texas, no pun intended. Uh, The best way to support our show is patreon.com slash nation. Again, seven-day free trial. We're going to be dropping a classics early next week on the 1991 Royal Rumble, which is going to be a tremendous show. Number one. So you'll get that free if you sign up right now as well. And you'll get this interview with Will Alday on top of it. He is back with us right now. Sorry, Go. Jesse, I'm messing up your flow. But, you know, <laughs> back to my spiel in the Von Erics. Yeah. You know, there's just, there's just a lot of energy around them still to this day. And, you know, they're at the height of their game what, 40 years ago, right? It, it's got to be something like that 35, 40 years ago. So to still see people to this day enthralled with them, like like they love him, they are obsessed with them still, is just a. It, it, I don't, I don't know. I can only aspire to that sort of love and adulation from wrestling fans. Um, I think it's something that everybody should try to aspire to. Um, it, it's really great. And then when it comes to my relationship with them after. Um, you know, I was a stunt double in the movie The Iron Claw for Carrie Von Erich. And when they first asked me to do that, I was just like, are you, sh- are you sure? I thought they had mixed mixed it up because Carrie Von Erich's like 6'3". He had to have been like 270 pounds. And I am not either of those things. Um, and yeah. so I was just like, okay, they showed me who I was stunt doubling for, which is Jeremy Allen White. And, uh, you know, I looked at the picture of him. And I was like, oh, that's who they got to play Carrie. And they showed me a picture of him before um, he started filming. And, you know, I probably weighed 20 more pounds than he did. Wow. You know, so so he was, I was just like, are you sure? They're like, yeah, you're a little bigger. But, you know, we think by the time filming gets there, it'll be all right. And so when he showed up, he'd put on quite a bit of weight. So he had been putting in the work. And, um, you know, I had given him a lot of advice. And we are there with Chavo Guerrero, who was – you know, the head of like the actual like wrestling part of the movie. And then Luke Hawks, who's great. Who He was the one who actually hired me. Um, he's a wrestler for the NWA and Wildcat out of Louisiana. Um, but, you know, once I was there uh, and they built this sportatorium from the ground up, they just built it themselves. It was, I mean, it was astounding, like how amazing it looked. It, it was incredible. The, the movie, you know, brought it back to life. I, I feel like, you know, somebody should build that and just run a independent promotion here in Texas. And you just, you get people in the door just by the venue alone. I thought it was just such an awesome experience. Um, and just a really cool thing to be a part of, you know, uh, I've been a part of like independent movies before, but I've never been a part of uh, a Hollywood movie. And this was another level. This was, it was, it was great. Everybody on set was great. Zach Efron was great and very, him and Jeremy Allen White both were very respectful of the business, respectful of what we had to do and the work we had to put in every single day. You know, those guys have agents and managers and nutritionists and drivers and chefs. We do all that on our own. We don't we don't have somebody helping us out. We we do all of that on our own. We do the social media, we do the booking, we do everything. And so I think once they kind of got 
the real background and all the info on everything that encompassed what it, being a professional wrestler was, their minds were blown. And it was cool to see that on their faces yeah. of like, man, I could never. And, you know, you're talking to a guy who's worth, you know, probably $300 million, who's one of the most famous people on the planet, who has done a lot of things in, you know, the appreciation and respect he had for what we do, I think, you know, was very cool to see. A24 does a magnificent job when it comes to the yes. film, the score, all of it. So I guess soak that in. Tell, tell me what it was like working with A24 on this project. It was great. It was awesome. You know, they took care of me from beginning to end, as they did with everybody. And I'm not just talking about financially. I'm talking about, um, you know, emotionally. I'm talking about, like, logistics-wise. I'm talking about on set, off a of set. They were they – were, a class from top to bottom. It, it was, it was like I was part of. It, it was honestly like I was like a little mini celebrity at the time. It, it was very cool. So one of the few things that we talked about when we reviewed the Iron Claw itself was Jeremy Allen White being smaller, a lot smaller yeah. than than Carrie Von Eric, where Zach Efron played Kevin who in real yeah. life was was smaller. It was kind of a blip in the radar for us. Because, right. I mean, the movie had so much realism to it. It was more of an actual movie that yeah. anyone can watch as opposed to a pro wrestling movie. And I think that that's what really drove people to the theaters as well as to give these compelling reviews having been a part of that. And then you seeing the final copy start to finish, do you think that it, it portrayed the story of the Von Erics as well as, as well as it could. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it did. And you know, obviously there are going to be some variations, right? You're not going to hit every single historical fact on the head, just like you don't with any movie, you know? And I think, to do that is the smart move because you're going to get the wrestling fans, no matter what you're going to get the people who know the Von Erichs, no matter what, but you need to draw in more mainstream fans. And I think that they did a great job doing that, obviously by the casting, but also too, by the story that they told or the deviation of the story that they told. And I think that they just did a great job and, you know, I'm hoping that they do another project that's, similar maybe of a different family um because you know i'd love to be part of something like that or and if, even if i'm not i'd love to see something that's the same i can almost say that segue this one in as well because we talked about eddie guerrero and you working with chavo directly on the show did you were you did you get a chance to speak to chavo and if so did you get any advice from him yeah yeah uh, chavo uh he tried to uh, hire me for the young rock too to uh you know just be a part of that and so, you know, uh, my schedule didn't work out. I was, I wasn't able to make it work, but him and I are in contact and he's just an awesome guy, you know, and obviously what a career he's had, you know, he's been in acting and in stunts and in wrestling and he's just got so much knowledge to give to not just the actors, but to us too. And he's, he's got a good heart and he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's, he's somebody that, you know, I like being around because he just really is a genuine person. That's all you can ask for at the end of the day. So yeah. when you were doing all these stunts, what was that like on a daily basis? Was it like working multiple matches or what? Yeah, just kind of describe that feeling. So 
Um, not really. Um, it was, it was mainly like training, you know, we would, we would go do some training sessions to where we could get the actors acclimated to what we're doing. And then we would run through their scenes. And so we wouldn't have to go through a whole match. You would run through what we call a spot. And so they would run through a spot and they would do it over and over and over and over. You know, you tell a wrestler a spot and he's like, all right, got it. And he goes out there and does it. But we got to run through it, you know, 15 times with these guys because they haven't been doing this for, you know, five years or, or three years or even one year, right? They've been doing this for a month. So it, it would actually, it was, it was pretty impressive how much those guys picked up that quickly. You know, they got a crash course. So, you know, maybe some like footwork or timing was off, but like once you kind of got in there and talked to them and spoke with them about like what they could do, they picked it up like that. And uh, I mean, those guys were talented. Those guys were really, really talented and hungry to want to get this done and make it look right. And it was, it was really cool. So it was just a lot of, it was a lot of training. It was a lot of stopping and starting. Uh, that's the way the movie business is. You know, you don't run through a 15 minute match. You run through a 30 second match, you know, and then you get another angle of that exact same spot. And then you get another angle of that exact same spot. So I think they got like, you know, you know, on a search. And he has gone again. I'm assuming it's just going to be for a couple of seconds. So uh, real quick, let's see if there's anything else I can touch on before he comes back. We probably got about eight minutes left in this interview. So if you have a question for the show, as always, send a super chat in. I'm going to get them in, in here in the closing segment. I don't know, by the way, folks, if we are doing a live Thursday night show here at eight uh, nine thirty Eastern, eight thirty Central here on these same channels that we're streaming. We Ryan and I are having discussions about potentially going through current events tonight, and of course, we will be doing classics early next week. So, but we will get that information out to you within the next couple of hours. And Will is back. Sorry, Jesse. Every single phone call I get just turns my uh, browser off, and I'm not sure why. It means you're a popular person. We love it. That means the, the time that you're getting with us also, it it's super important, and I appreciate it. So, yeah, go yes, ahead sir. and uh, finish you. what you were talking about, of course. Uh, I, I mean, we'll summarize it this. It's just like the the respect that they, they had and the ability to pick up the stuff that they did that quickly was was really impressive, you know? Um, you know, and I I'm very appreciative that they had some nice words to say about the business in their interviews, um, post movie, post filming. So that was really nice to hear because you, you got the mainstream, uh, you know, maybe, maybe hopefully respecting a little bit more of what we do. And I think you hear that a lot. I heard it a lot in Mickey Rourke's The Wrestler, which I think this yeah. movie was not necessarily compared to, but I mean, definitely there was some some comparisons and, and contrasts where just yeah. the amount of work that you have to put in at the end of the day. So I'm glad that they were able to get that appreciation for what you do because like you guys call it a bump card. And I mean, yeah. you are in your early 30s. So let's talk about that right now. Segway quick. How, how, how are you feeling physically these days? I'm still feeling all right. You know, thank God. Uh, I do take good care of myself. Um, I take nutrition pretty seriously. I take recovery pretty seriously. And I think obviously that helps. You know, not everybody takes recovery or preparation as seriously as I do. And, you know, as you get older, as you know, um, 
that's actually more important than the actual workout sometimes. So uh, I always make sure that I'm taking care of my joints, especially my hips, my knees, my shoulders, uh, my ankles. I'm always doing that. I'm always trying to do some cryo or ice baths. I'm trying to do sauna every day. Um, trying to make sure I eat the right things, eating whole foods, We're not eating processed crap anymore, even though, you know, you can get these zero carb protein bars uh, just to hit your macros. I try not to when I can. When I'm on the road, obviously, it's a little tougher. You know, um, I'll bring as much as I can with me, but sometimes I just got to pick something up. And once we get out of a show, sometimes it's 10 o'clock, sometimes it's 1 a.m., you know, where, where else can you go aside from, you know, getting some chicken breasts at McDonald's, uh, which I hate to do, but at the end of the day, you know, you still got to eat, still got to nourish your body, still got to be able to recover with some, you know, protein. And so, you know, those are some of the little things that I do. Um, when I'm home, obviously it's a lot easier. I can cook and I can make sure that I make exactly what I want for that day, um, inside my own house. That was one of the big things that you and I had talked about last episode was that McDonald's was your go-to when you were in an absolute pinch. Has that changed? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I actually don't even know when the last time I went to McDonald's was. Um, I, I do a better job of bringing snacks with me. Um, you know, I'll, I'll bring nuts with me. I'll bring a protein shake with me. I'll bring, um, you know, some fruits. Uh, that, that helps me a lot. Um, and... You know, that's about it. We'll try to hit, you know, I'll try to take, instead of do, spending six, seven minutes at McDonald's, I'll try to spend 20 minutes at a uh, an IHOP or a Denny's uh, so I can get some, like, eggs and some chicken and some stuff like that. You know, uh, I know it's not much better, but it's got to be better than McDonald's. Yes. Yeah, hey, I'm in, I have not been to an IHOP in a long time, but let me tell you, you might have like hit that spot for me to go get some pancakes here in the next couple of days. <laughs> hey, 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 on either a cheat day or like you're hitting legs, you better you better go get some, you know. That that's yeah. your excuse. I know. I don't dive into the science enough on the pro wrestling piece. I, I'm sure like my audience here, or the audience at Top Rope Nation, I don't know how interested they'd be if I were to kind of give them a nutritional and fitness background slash discourse. <laughs> but on my other side, they're like, oh, yeah, we know exactly what you're talking about. Like, feed us more, feed us more. No yeah, more yeah. Food, I just so. knew your background, so I was just kind of <laughs> going along what I knew about you. Absolutely. I got one more question and then we'll, okay. uh, we'll touch on socials and other projects. You were able to work in Mexico, correct? I had a tour. It was canceled due to the pandemic. Hadn't been around to doing it again. Okay. Cause I knew that that had been canceled. I was curious if you're able yeah. to follow up and get back down there. Um, I, I can, if I want, um, it's more so, so going down there doesn't really do anything. Um, per se for career wise, maybe a little bit of exposure with the Mexican fans, obviously. Um, but it just, you know, my advice from Booker was don't take, you know, stop taking as many shows um, that aren't going to do anything for you. So start trying to do more shows that are going to get you TV, get you more exposure, get you like in front of the right people. And so his advice is to save your body. You know, I'm not 22. So it's not like, I can just pop up, you know, every single time as quickly and as easily as I used to. Um, well, that's debatable, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's more so being, being more picky, you know, I, I've always been pretty picky, but I think just the reinforcement from him, um, kind of allowed me to 
have an excuse not to go do these extra shows that I didn't need to do or, or, you know, really feel like I really wanted to do, you know, now J Japan's a little different. I'm, I'm hoping to go to Japan sometime this year. Uh, Cause I do think that that would do something for me, get some more eyes on me. Um, but yeah, you know, long story short, that's, that's really what it's about is um, just, just taking off the shows or the bumps off my card that I don't need to be putting out there. The time versus money trade-off. You can probably yeah. find something else with your time that can either make equal amount of money or a little bit more and you're saving your body. Right, exactly. I'm going to add one more question because you mentioned it. I did remember <laughs> that you worked with New Japan Strong for a match or two and you had just talked yeah. about going to Japan. What uh, Do you think that's in the cards for 2024? And if so, like how would that feel to add to your resume as well? I think it is in the cards, um, you know, depending on the promotion, you know, there's multiple really awesome promotions over there in Japan. Um, but it definitely is in the cards. It's definitely been talked about. And I think that that would just, again, elevate me just that much more to where my desirability is up a little bit. And when you're in a business like this, that's based on, um, you know, th there's a pretty girl in the room, but she's even prettier if, you know, your buddy thinks she's pretty. You know, it's kind of like that, you know, I, I can be the best wrestler in the world, but if people don't know about me, it doesn't matter. But if the NWA starts noticing me, then Impact's going to start noticing me, then New Japan's going to start noticing me, then AEW, then WWE. So, you know, th that's just kind of how human nature is. And, you know, unfortunately, it's not always about how good you are or what you can bring to the table. It's timing and who likes you at the time. Because I know you're seeing CMLL working with AEW. You got Brian Danielson working against one of the best yeah. technical wrestlers in the world from CMML here on Collision in AEW. You have Triple A, where hey, if you could get into a Triple Mania in the next few years, like that would be right. like almost the ultimate for you. And then to get into like a New Japan or an All Japan or even a NOAA over there, DDT, yeah. just something where again the eyes are on you, and then you go out there do what you've been doing, and then the larger companies are gonna pick up on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly of the game and that's just where i am and that's where anybody on the independence is consistently going to be there's a reason why for most of these guys it takes 10 to 15 years to get to that top level and you know i got four years until i hit 10 and i don't want to be 10 years in doing you know the drives on the road to the vfw you know so yeah uh, i'm just trying to go about it a different way than i think a lot of people do and you know we'll see if it pans out I mean, you, you, again, you've already touched some of the iceberg. You're like not far yeah. away and you're, you're at your, I'm trying to think of the correlation here. It would be the, you are the biggest fish in the, in one of the smaller ponds right now. Right, right, exactly. And so I'm just trying to stick my foot in those bigger ponds right now. You know, I, I equate it to, uh, I feel like right now I'm in, you know, triple A. I'm going to put it in baseball terms, right? Um, I feel like I'm in triple A. And I'm a heavy hitter in AAA, and I'm just trying to get my chance in the majors because I know that you basically got the same pitchers, and I know I can hit it off anybody. So put me up there, and I'm I, you know I'm going to show you what I can do. Yeah, excellent correlation here to close. What I want you to do as well right now, Will, is promote social media projects. If you're doing some more movies, do go into that, and then of course re-promote this weekend because that is a very important event. Yeah, it is. This weekend, and I'm fighting for the uh, 
inaugural heavyweight championship of 360 pro which rights to the texas heavyweight championship um you know from nwa from uswa and um you know to put my name up there with buddy rogers fritz von eric carrie von eric gino hernandez luthez uh you know I, it would be an honor and so you know that's what i'm shooting for this weekend i'm going to put everything you know in my quiver shoot every arrow i got to make sure i walk away with that gold and uh you can find me on any social media platform TikTok, facebook instagram twitter youtube uh will all day my handle is i am mr all day it's pretty easy to follow right it's the same for all of them it's pretty catchy um and you know last thing i want to say is i want to thank you for having me on jesse you know i really appreciate you reaching out and i really appreciate you giving me your time this was a blast. Like I said, it's 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 double exposure for us because number yeah. one, you you should be getting your name. I mean, you have been doing the best of your abilities to get your name out there, and you, you're you're doing right by yourself. You're saying all the right things. You're doing all the right things. I've I've been using 2024 as my mantra: don't say, just do. And you've been doing yes, that sir. for the last handful of years, and it it's still coming. So let's let's manifest something huge coming up in 2024. I think this is a great stepping stone to acquire that Texas championship. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. And I appreciate your words. And, you know, I, I hope your podcast blows up and I, I hope you and I both go straight to the top. God bless you, my man. I don't think we're very far away, Will. <laughs> Not far away at all. all. All we need to do is a couple more steps, a couple more steps, Jesse. Exactly. No, I, I truly appreciate you as well. So again, TRN listeners, you got a taste of Top Rope Nation Unplugged live and in the flesh here. That's going to be going on our main feed, Google, Apple, Spotify, this entire interview with Will. We're going to add his bio in there, his social media handles, as well as the match uh, the match coming up this weekend for that Texas Heavyweight Championship. Is there a place that we can find it and watch it? I guess will be my last question to you. So I believe they're going to post the... Um video they don't have a streaming service yet but they're going to post a video on youtube after the show and um hopefully by that time i'll have it around my waist there would be nothing better <laughs> yes sir yes sir oh if that happens next week we're gonna probably have to throw a youtube short in there with you with either the gold on your shoulder or around your waist yes sir yes sir i'll make sure i send that your way so let's do this all right and again trn nation Please support us if, you, if you're if you not a Patreon, patreon.com slash Nation. Join the Facebook group. Some of the most educated pro wrestling fans, period. You see a lot of spam out there, which we didn't talk about today. It's not something we like talking about, but we do have to cover it on occasion just to kind of out the negative stuff because, hey, this is all about positivity. And again, Will, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Jesse. Have a great day. You as well. That's episode 140 of TRN Unplugged. And as always, everybody, we will see you on the flip side. Yeah, the sky gets mine. Sharp eagle, I'm flying around wriggle. Be easy, I swoop down, I'm so eager. Go feel, I bring a mark and hit a people. Shout from the ground, and now I'm back to get down. Going way up, seeing everything that I own. Going way up, this is my era, my throne. Better wake up, yeah, boy, you know you out of time. I'm the best, baby, watch me shine. Cross the sky, starting out with the grace. Seeing it from the angle. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.